0: Depth. Investigative. This is KXAN News. Private employers in Texas will soon no longer require COVID-19 vaccines for their staff. A bill by Governor Greg Abbott that was signed, I should say a bill that he signed into law today. That's according to that. But as our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden tells us, not everyone is welcoming the new law this bill is extraordinarily important
1: starting in february all covid 19 vaccine mandates in texas will be
0: illegal it's long past time to put covid behind us and restore individual freedom to all texans
1: supporters say it's to prevent companies from retaliating against employees who do not want to get the covid shot under the law employers could face investigation and a fifty thousand dollar penalty
0: And this protects individuals from losing their job if they don't believe the COVID vaccine is right for them for whatever reason.
1: But during hearings on this bill, medical groups expressed the need for flexibility without the COVID-19 vaccine requirements in order to ensure protections for patients.
2: Doctors' offices in Texas should have the freedom to set their own vaccination policies in alignment with the best interests of the patients we serve. In balance with the medical and conscious needs of our employees and contractors
1: healthcare providers argued there are still needs they have to balance with extra vulnerable patients.
2: COVID-19 still disproportionately affects patients who are immunocompromised, elderly or suffer from complex chronic medical conditions, regardless of their vaccination status.
1: Those concerns eventually impacted the final version of the legislation. The law will have exemptions for healthcare providers to establish quote reasonable policies for unvaccinated employees in order to help protect at risk patients. Monica Madden, KXAN News.
3: And that law was passed during the third special session. It is set to go into effect on February 6th, 2024. Going in depth here in Texas, you can claim an exemption from a required vaccine, like for schools, for religious reasons. But in order to do so, you have to complete an affidavit form stating the exact reason for that exemption. According to the state's Health and Human Services Department, Texas saw 42,000 requests for exemptions in 2020 which was down from 45,000 the previous year.
0: Courts were closed today ahead of Veterans Day tomorrow, so that means a pause in the murder trials of Caitlin Armstrong and Austin police officer Christopher Taylor. Taylor is accused of murdering 42-year-old Mike Ramos during a 2020 police confrontation. The jury has been deliberating since Wednesday. Now, the judge had strict orders for jurors. They can't talk about the case over the weekend and they cannot watch the news. And testimony in Caitlin Armstrong's case will resume Monday as well. She's accused of killing pro cyclist Mo Wilson last year in Austin. So far, the jury has heard from Armstrong's ex-boyfriend, Colin Strickland, also police detectives, U.S. Marshals, a friend of the victims, and Armstrong's friends. The defense has not called any of their own witnesses just yet. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. It is
2: a gray and cool November day across Central Texas. Gray skies pretty much area wide with a few light rain showers approaching Gillespie and Mason counties well west of Austin. Here's the thing though, even where you don't see rain on the radar like in Austin right now, we have some very fine mist and drizzle that the radar just can't pick up. A little damp weather is possible across the area this evening otherwise it's getting dark out there. Cloudy skies near the airport with a bit of a north wind pushing the flags. Whittlesea Landscape Supply Cam reading a chilly 58 and it's not much warmer anywhere else. 55 in Georgetown, lower fifties right now in Fredericksburg. Coming up in your forecast, we have a little bit of warmer weather this weekend. I'll show you when is the most pleasant time for outdoor plans, but also another storm quickly following on this one's heels when widespread rain is back.
3: David, thank you very much. A step in the right direction, that is how President Biden describes Israel's agreement to allow daily four-hour pauses from the bombing in Gaza, allowing civilians to get out of target
0: range. But U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says more needs to happen. al has more on what's being done to protect civilians, but we do want to warn you some of the images are graphic.
4: The Biden administration is welcoming Israel's agreement to allow daily four-hour pauses in fighting in parts of northern Gaza, the president calling it a step in the right direction while acknowledging frustrations. It's taking a little
0: longer
4: than I hope. Tens of thousands of Palestinian civilians have fled the north through a designated safe route.
0: Much more needs to be done. Uh, to protect civilians and uh, to make sure that humanitarian assistance reaches them.
4: It comes amid growing outrage over new strikes on and near hospitals in the Gaza Strip. While the details remain unclear, the health ministry in Hamas-run Gaza is blaming Israel for a blast at Al-Shifa Hospital, where thousands of civilians are sheltering. Israeli officials say they have evidence it was actually a misfire from a militant group in Gaza. Aid organizations pointing to international humanitarian law protecting hospitals.
0: The different parties to the conflict uh,
1: need to ensure that these hospitals are not put at the center of their
4: fighting as the israeli military pushes its ground forces deeper into the gaza strip officials are defending their tactics claiming that hamas hides its headquarters below al-shifa hospital u.s officials have not confirmed that
0: if hamas uses hospitals as it does to shield its military infrastructure they have lost their immunity and in doing so hamas has committed the war crime.
4: At the same time, the families of hostages taken by Hamas in last month's brutal terror attack are growing increasingly desperate. This man urging the Israeli government to pay any price to bring them home. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News.
3: One week from today, there will be a government shutdown unless lawmakers pass a full budget or a resolution for a short-term plan. Most expect a continuing resolution to be passed, but there are only a few days to do so. NBC's Brian Chung explains what this means for us.
5: Hi there. Well, it appears that we are again at risk of a potential government shutdown. November 17th is the deadline to get a deal done to fund the government or else hundreds of thousands of federal employees could be furloughed, as was the case the last time that happened in 2019. For what's worth, it sounds like there's some movement in. Congress to get a short-term deal done that would kick the can down the road for another government shutdown conversation, but not until next year. But even if that is put in place, there's an agreement that was uh, made by the Biden White House in addition to Congress earlier in the year during the debt limit agreement that if they can't do a full year funding of the government, there would be an automatic 1% cut to discretionary spending in this country. That doesn't include anything like Medicare, Medicaid, or Social Security, but it could potentially include defense spending or transportation or environmental-related appropriations. So these are all reasons why we'll have to continue to watch all the developments down in Capitol Hill to see where that 1% cut could be done or if they can avoid that entirely by trying to come up with
0: a longer-term solution. We'll have to see. Back to you. A fake weight loss drug is on the rise. The warning signs and why the drug is appearing on shelves. And sharing
3: the Austin culture with cities around the world, the new sister city will soon have.
0: Two Americans have reportedly died and three others have been hospitalized after receiving counterfeit weight loss injections. This is according to the Food and Drug Administration. There have been 42 reports mentioning the use of counterfeit semaglutide worldwide. Of those reports, 28 are in the U.S. and some of the people died. Novo Nordisk, the manufacturer of Ozempic and Wegovy, released images comparing authentic FDA approved pens and counterfeit packaging. Now, the images were released after reports the fake drug had made its way onto the shelves of a pharmacy. Health experts urge people to make sure they're talking to their doctor about their health concerns.
3: A new sibling for the city of Austin may be on the way. Mayor Kirk Watson and provincial governor of Chiang Mai, Thailand, will take the first steps here to make it a sister city coming up this weekend. Now, a sister city is a partnership between the two in order to promote ties with one another. Watson says the two cities share many similarities. Standing as global hubs for art, culture, music, food, even film, Austin has 13 sister cities already. There are also three friendship cities in the process of becoming official sister cities. Our digital data reporter Christopher Adams created an interactive map showing all the ones we have, including what time of day it is in that part of the world. That's kind of fun. Learn more about the cities under this story on KXAN.com.
6: High school football playoffs are here in man. What a start we have here at Vandegrift. Vipers hosting Lake Travis breaking it down with a preview coming up next in sports. Noah thanks. Temperatures kept nearly 20 degrees colder than normal with gray skies and a
2: high of only 56 today in Austin. Thanks to some steady rain early this morning. Over a third of an inch of rain so far today in town. Your weekend forecast right after this.
1: It's a case that has made international headlines. We're here at Gilgo Beach, where over a decade ago, 10 bodies were found. Police believed that they were dealing with a possible serial killer, but years went by with no arrest until this summer. A shocking announcement. Architect Rex Heuerman was arrested outside of his Manhattan office. We will have all new details, new interviews, and we will take you inside the investigation of the alleged Gilgo Beach serial killer. Tonight on Dateline,
3: Well, the playoffs are here for high school football, and it is a busy opening weekend across the area.
0: Including a couple of the best in Central Texas going at it in a marquee showdown. And that's where we find our Noah Gross over at Monroe Stadium. Hey, Noah.
6: Hey Daniel. Yeah, I mean this is about as big as it gets in the Bay District around. Undefeated Vandegrift, ranked in the top five in the state, hosting another ranked team in Lake Travis here to get things going. The Vipers made it all the way to state last year in Arlington, making that run in 6A. They're going to try to do it again, but man, what a test here on the opening round of the postseason. That 10-0 season so far for Vandegrift put to the test against Lake Travis, who does come in with two losses. Obviously not a lot, but more than this program's accustomed to heading into the postseason. But both of those against some very good teams as well dripping springs and West like this Lake Travis team kind of relies on their defense but has some offensive weapons as well was just talking to coach Hank Carter on the Lake Travis side before he's kind of feeling the excitement as well as we get set for a key by district showdown later tonight a lot of fun matchups in the area but guys overall we got football weather outside there's wind (laughs) it was just raining for a second it's largely a good hair day it's a ranked matchup Uh, this is exactly what we could want here to to start the playoffs guys
3: it's jacket Yes, playoff weather. weather. I
6: love it. Remember,
2: we had the first whole half of the high school football season. In the triple digits or at least upper 90s so this change had to happen at some point.
3: I gotta just talk to him about the hair comment though. (laughs) Enough said, (laughs) it's not easy, it's not (laughs) easy. I don't don't know if the players are worried about their hair out there. (laughs) No, they've got helmets on. Yeah, Yeah, they're
2: good. Let me show you the drizzle that Noah was just talking about. Even though we don't have much to show you on the radar, some really fine mist and drizzle and also some low clouds making things a little bit damp here in town. The Austinian weather cam likely a little bit damper at more damp at more than 700 feet high than we are down here on the ground. Touching the bottom of the clouds, it's 56 degrees up there. The radar does look dry, but as I mentioned, a couple of these little uh, spots of drizzle and mist are possible out in the hill country. We're watching an actual light rain shower about to cross into southern Mason County. A couple more rain showers approaching Morris Ranch, Fredericksburg, Main Street, likely a little damp this evening. It is cold out there, 50 in Harper with some light rain, 57 degrees in Kingsland. Most of us hardly warmed up 5 or 6 degrees from this morning's low temperatures thanks to the clouds and the north winds. It's 54 out in Dripping Springs, 57 in Kyle, mid-fifties on 183 in Cedar Park and Leander and a lot of the same east of town. 57's all throughout Milam County, 56 right now in Giddings. It's a cloudy and wet day across much of the state. Storm system number one pushing yesterday's steady rain slowly away from us down near the middle Texas coast and upper Texas coast. Houston getting a little wet tonight. This is all still a byproduct of this very slow moving low pressure parked over albuquerque new mexico this is actually producing some early season snow in the city of albuquerque and a little bit of rain changing to snow at least briefly and not really accumulating north of lubbock in the texas panhandle this is just one storm in a little train of them that are coming our way the next one that i showed you yesterday up near seattle it has quickly dived south and now it is ready to impact our weather just a couple of days from right now So here's how this all shakes out. Overall, it's going to be a cool and largely gray weekend for Veterans Day plans. Here we are tonight under gray skies, a couple little spots of mist and drizzle, and a few light rain showers possible, actually getting a little more likely, I think, with nightfall for football games. After that, tomorrow morning we start off gray. We may see a couple breaks of sun on Veterans Day afternoon tomorrow, although I'm not quite sure we'll be this optimistic with the clearing. But then, just as the weather starts to clear out a bit, Sunday it takes a turn back to gray and wet. The second storm system in line approaches thickening clouds up to uh, another overcast day. Sunday we'll have a couple little sprinkles at times but late Sunday evening watch what happens. A big mass of light to moderate rain moves in from the south. Here we are at bedtime Sunday night into Monday morning. I know you don't want to think about Monday on a Friday. I don't blame you but it's going to be a wet start to the work week on Monday morning. So plan accordingly. That next storm system could bring us another inch of rain in many areas. Not much adding up this weekend from a few sprinkles, but if we look all the way through Tuesday morning, some of us may get even higher amounts than that. Tonight's forecast, a few sprinkles, a little mist and drizzle, 53 degrees is your forecast low. North wind still a little breezy tonight and again tomorrow, keeping temperatures about 10 degrees cooler than normal, mainly gray, but not much wet weather tomorrow. Just a couple sprinkles here and there. After that, clouds thicken up on Sunday and a rain chance increases late in the day, all the way up to a 90 percent likelihood of more light, steady rain on Monday. After a couple of nice soakings, which we do still desperately need during this ongoing drought. Sunshine and warmer weather come back out next week, up to 78 by Friday. Hey, KXAN's Friendsgiving Challenge is on this evening. Go ahead and grab your phone, scan the QR code here in just a moment, and make a donation now if you are able. This all benefits the Central Texas Food Bank. Together, Kristen and I have raised $45,000 thanks to you, nearly halfway to our overall goal. Team David needs your help, though. Let's pull off the win this year.
4: She's been so powerful and so career
3: Oh my goodness, well time to meet the oldest female Marine veteran. How she made a name for herself during a time when it was not welcomed.
5: What you see online can't accurately tell the story of the war that is currently taking place. We're trying to get past the noise and the punditry. This is part of everyday Israel. We want to bring you the raw story as it happens. We were the first journalists inside of this hospital. You need to hear their voices. We want you to see this crisis and this war through their eyes.
6: Right now, the head coach of
5: a college football powerhouse suspended for the rest of the regular season over a sign-stealing scandal. And on this Veterans Day weekend, new hope for those who suffer from PTSD,
0: the surprising new treatment ahead on Nightly News. Well, on this 248th birthday of the Marine Corps, and in honor of Veterans Day tomorrow, we're introducing you to the oldest living woman, Marine,
3: 104 years young, Betty Prince Sims volunteered after Pearl Harbor and served during World War II, working a rare role for women at the time. NBC's Alice Barr talks to this living legend and remarkable veteran.
4: At 104 years old, Betty Prince Sims is still on a lifelong mission. What does that mean to you to serve your country? Oh, to do
2: whatever I can do, whatever it may be, if it's it's taking out the garbage can.
4: The World War II veteran honored as the oldest living woman Marine. Hereafter recognized as a military women's memorial living legend, her exemplary military service. Princey, as she's known, volunteered after Pearl Harbor and became a fixed gunnery instructor, teaching men how to shoot while flying, a rare and often unwelcome role for women at the time.
0: She. Admitted that it, it was tough and then that was it, you know. So she is strong.
4: Perseverance and a legacy worth celebrating for fellow female Marines.
0: We are still carrying that torch, ma'am.
4: And for her kids, grandkids, and great grandkids. Hello. She's been so powerful and so career driven and so proud of the focus that I've put on my career, which is very special. A music teacher for decades, Princey recently wrote a song to teach children about democracy, living not for the past, but for this country's future. She is a real patriot. A patriot with a new namesake, Princey the Therapy Dog from the Warrior Canine Connection. Wait, she's my dog. (laughs) It's a lot of fuss to the woman at the center of the celebrations. Things that I did were just normal things that everybody for the war effort did. But the generations that follow know she represents the greatest. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News.
0: And Princey just celebrated her 104th birthday, so happy birthday to her. And of course, thank you to every veteran for their service.
3: Absolutely, and Betty truly is a remarkable woman. We would like to share stories of more inspiring women here in Central Texas. So we wanna know about a remarkable woman in your life. You can go to KXAN.com to nominate someone. Look for Remarkable Woman under the News tab, Or point your phone's camera at the code here on your screen. We are taking nominations through the end of the month and we'll pick four finalists and feature their stories here on KXAN. Our local winner will then travel to Los Angeles where the national winner will be chosen.
0: All right, well, coming up tonight on KXAN, The Wall starts at 7 p.m. and then a dateline at 8, followed by KXAN News at 10.
3: You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin, and here's where to find us.